1: This is Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Good morning, I'm John Hoffman. Election Day is this Tuesday, and early and absentee turnout has been significantly higher than the last midterm election in 2018.
2: In Indiana and Michigan, voters are required to present a government-issued photo ID before casting a ballot at the polls on Election Day. On Tuesday, November 8th, polls will open from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. in Indiana and 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. in Michigan. But until then, voters are busy casting their ballots early for this midterm election.
3: This is a very hotly contested um, midterm uh, general election. I think we're going to see a significant uh, turnout, 30 33% quite possibly.
2: Elkhart County Clerk Chris Anderson says he has no concerns about election equipment or having enough poll workers. He also says voter turnout for absentee and early in-person voting so far has been more significant than the primary election.
3: Early in-person is very, very busy. The mail has been coming in strong.
2: Over in Michigan, according to the Secretary of State, nearly 2 million Michigan voters have requested absentee ballots and 1.1 million voters have already submitted them. They say this is a 73% increase from the number of absentee ballots requested one week ahead of the 2018 midterm election. If you still have an absentee by mail ballot, it's recommended you drop it off at your clerk's office to ensure your vote counts in time for the election. Remember to have a plan of what poll you'll be voting at, as well as be prepared to wait in line, especially during the morning voting hours.
1: WSBT 22's Ashley Dagger reporting. The city of South Bend is offering utility assistance programs for people struggling with water, sewer, and power bills. There are two programs to help
2: people in South Bend pay for electric, heating, and water. Local organizations have teamed up with the city to help you navigate through these programs. South Bend's Utility Assistance Program and the federally funded low-income home energy assistance program. Two projects the city is hoping will relieve some stress and help people navigate rising costs during the winter months. We know that there are still people who are struggling to pay bills well after COVID and even well before COVID. So the city is very interested in, in helping support our residents and especially at this time looking forward to the winter months where bills may be a lot higher. The Utility Assistance Program helps people reduce their water and sewer bill between 8 and 20 25 and a half dollars every month to sign up you'll need your most recent water utility bill income documents and your landlord's information if you rent. We want residents to be prepared and to Um, Be prepared for those bills uh, to to hopefully react to the water shutoffs coming soon. Starting in December, water shutoffs for delinquent accounts will resume, so the city is hoping to help those who need it. Also, the Low-Income Home Energy Assistance Program helps provide a one-time annual benefit during winter months for electric, heating, and water expenses. Photo ID, Social Security cards, and several other documents are required to sign up for this
4: program. I personally um, am someone that has struggled and still do some time.
2: Local organizations have teamed up with the city to help you navigate through these applications.
4: We want to help get these bills paid and help these people, with, even with the electric and gas, so that they don't have to struggle this winter paying their utility bills. Be
2: Frank and Hill will be at the Western Branch Library from 4 to 7 p.m. on Thursday to help people sign up for these programs.
1: Again, WSBT 22's Ashley Dagger reporting. Cases of RSV are filling hospital rooms across the nation, but there is some hope as a potential vaccine is being studied.
2: The South Bend Clinic is participating in clinical trials for RSV vaccines for seniors. And according to the Centers for Disease Control, more than 60,000 adults are hospitalized each year because of this virus respiratory syncytial virus or RSV as a respiratory virus. It mimics symptoms like the common cold causing runny or stuffy nose, sore throat, cough, shortness of breath, chills and fevers. It can lead to more severe infections for people of all ages, especially in children under five and adults older than 60.
3: Uh, While we hear mostly about RSV in children, uh, it really has a severe impact on seniors as well. In fact, about 10 to 15,000 people die every year from pneumonia to RSV in the senior population.
2: Right now, there is no vaccine to protect children or seniors against RSV. But researchers around the world and here in Michigan are hard at work to make one happen.
3: We cover a lot of different therapeutic areas from dermatitis to allergy studies, cardiology, and vaccine trials.
2: In a nationwide study of nearly 30,000 people, the South Bend Clinic is taking part in clinical trials for an RSV senior vaccine.
3: Most of these trials go to universities like Harvard, Northwestern, places like that. But we're very fortunate to be able to participate in these trials and offer it to our patients locally.
2: Dr. Harris says this trial would not be possible without the volunteers participating in the study. And while RSV is impacting many families' lives, there could soon be hope of preventative care.
3: The next step is go to the FDA for approval. And in fact, it probably will be brought there this year.
2: Researchers hope to be able to offer an RSV vaccine for seniors in 2023. The South Bend Clinic is also conducting other trials, like an influenza A prevention and atopic dermatitis.
1: Once again, WSBT 22's Ashley Dagger. After more than five and a half years, Indiana State Police officially announced an arrest in the high-profile Delphi murder of two teenage girls. The news first broke a week ago Friday and was followed up Monday with word of murder charges against 50-year-old Richard Allen.
5: Abby Williams and Libby German were just teenagers in February of 2017 when they were found murdered not far from this memorial. And while there is some relief in this case, those close to the girls are saying this fight is far from over. Today is the day. That's a phrase used by Abby Williams and Libby German's loved one, says 50-year-old Richard Allen has been arrested for the murder of the teens. However, authorities have made it clear that this is not the time to be sharing more information about the case.
1: That will become evident to you at some point, and it will be released, but right now is not that day.
5: The probable cause affidavit and charging documents for Allen have been sealed and questions about evidence shot down as the investigation into Allen and any other suspects is continuing. Police have always had a hunch that the girl's accused killer could be someone familiar with the Delphi area. And Libby's grandparents now alleging that Allen processed pictures for the family at CVS and didn't charge them for the photos.
0: That's why we said never stop searching anywhere because we didn't know where he was. And like I said, Doug Carter had made mention of that as he could be living right amongst us, hiding in plain sight. And that's, that's what came.
5: Libby's grandparents and the Indiana State Police Superintendent weren't sure how they'd feel following the arrest. But there's a sense of relief that's taken years to develop in Libby and Abby's case. If it were your child, would you have an option not to be hopeful? No, absolutely not. That's why we're hopeful.
1: But peace came over me. And I didn't expect that to happen. And I hope all of you with all the different responsibilities you have from around the planet today have felt some of that as well. But remember, we're not done.
5: Richard Allen is expected to go to trial on March 20th, and there's expected to be a hearing for the possible unsealing of the documents related to this case in the future. But for now, Abby and Libby's families are asking anyone with tips to send them in.
1: WSBT 22's Erica Finke reporting. We are learning more about how the pandemic impacted learning around the country and in our area. Latest data show alarming declines nationally in reading and math scores among 4th and 8th graders in the U.S. Indiana and Michigan reading and math scores also fell this year compared to 2019.
3: Our students take several assessments throughout their school career. Here in Indiana, ILEARN is an example. In Michigan, MSTEP. Those tests show where students are compared to state standards and compared to other schools. Well, between January and March of this year, the National Assessment of Educational Progress, or NAEP, assessments were given to random samples of kids from each state and territory. Indiana leaders say around 7,000 Hoosier 4th and 8th graders took those tests. The results were released last week in the nation's report card.
6: NAEP is the only assessment that we can compare Indiana to how every other state and territory is doing across the nation. And that's important to understand, um, especially as we think about what strategies
3: have worked in other states. That's Katie Jenner, Indiana's Secretary of Education.
6: So nationally and in Indiana, we knew before we even received the results
3: that we have some work to do. Ly, if it's a suffix, it has Nationally to. Nationally and in Indiana, the results showed the drastic impact the pandemic had on learning. In math, Indiana fared better than in most states. In reading, in reading, we scored at national
6: average, which typically, as a state, we score above national average in math and reading. So. Our reading scores, we've actually been seeing a decline in fourth-grade reading scores since
3: 2015 when we look at our NAEP data. What this tells us is that students in Indiana and Michigan are doing about the same as the average student around the country. But that's because since 2019, average scores fell everywhere. The report also shows how states did compared to other states and where the largest gaps are. This is where the data is especially troubling. For both Indiana and Michigan, black students and Hispanic students scored much lower than the average white student. And free and reduced meal students also scored much lower than students who weren't eligible.
6: This is an all
3: hands on deck
6: strategy. We all have to work together to make sure that uh, every child in Indiana can read and has the uh, proficient math skills.
3: State leaders say there are resources available for families and investments are being made in schools across the state to help bring scores up. You'll be able to see the specific investments Indiana state leaders say they've made in reading and math education.
1: WSBT 22's Kristen Bean continues now with a look at Mishawaka schools, drawing interest from surrounding districts for improving test scores amid the general decline.
3: Last week, the National Center for Education Statistics released the nation's report card. It showed alarming declines in math and reading scores for fourth and eighth graders across the country because of the pandemic. On average, Indiana students scored around the same as students across the country. At school city of Mishawaka, scores are showing gains above the state average. School leaders think they know why. A base word, is UGG a base word? No. It doesn't work. So much is learned in Brandy Merriman's third grade classroom. Remember, L-Y, if it's a suffix... But so much is also needed by the time kids get here. Last year especially, I think, were the kids that were hit the hardest. What she means is, it was clear the pandemic impacted learning. They came to third grade not even knowing how to write basic sentences. We had to really kind of rewind and I had I felt like I was teaching first graders because I had to start with those basics. Teachers around the country and at every grade level have seen pandemic learning loss like this firsthand. Educators had expected to see drops in student achievement. But the extent of that decline is only now just
4: becoming clear. I think everyone was thinking about early literacy and, you know, being a kindergartner, being a first grader, and learning to read, um, and really underestimated the impact of long term um, on math in those early grades as well.
3: Over the past two years, like all districts throughout Indiana, School City Mishawaka saw a significant drop in test scores. But unlike most other districts, the rebound here seems to be accelerating faster. The latest ILEARN data showed Mishawaka students outperformed state growth on proficiency in English and math.
4: Certainly not where we want to be as far as students still, um, you know, many of them not performing at grade level, but seeing that the strategies that we're using, the um, work that's happening in the classroom, is having an impact.
3: Those targeted strategies include tutoring, interventions, and focusing on accelerated learning instead of remediated learning. Most importantly, each student is assessed regularly to see how they're doing and what interventions are needed.
4: We may not be able to recapture all of the learning loss from that previous grade level or two grade levels below or three, but which of those building blocks are so essential for them to understand for this core content in the grade that they're in right now that we can't leave those gaps the way they are. The way Mishawaka is assessing students and using the data to plan
3: targeted interventions is attracting attention. Other districts have reached out
4: to learn more. For us at School City Mishawaka, it's really looking at those things that um, have been effective for us and then finding ways to maximize those. And when a
3: jack-o'-lantern blinks... Inside the classroom, teachers are continuing to do what they've done for years. I think it's just really knowing the students, uh, working with them independently. Fortunately, school leaders here in Mishawaka say right now teachers have more information to help students get where they need to be just to know that they can start here and and end up here. But you have to be willing to put in the time and the effort and all of the students wanna learn. They all wanna be successful. We just have to try to find the way to help them the best that we can. make any sense, right? Mishawaka school leaders will be presenting at the state superintendent conference at the end of the month about how they're using targeted data to best serve students. As for what you, the parent, can do to help your child read with them at home.
1: Again, WSBT 22's Kristen Bean reporting. Views and opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the views of WSBT Radio, its staff, or management. Join us next week for Community Update on Sports
0: Radio 960 AM, WSBT.